0: It is a blessing to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. How blessed we are to be able to have God's Word and then have such ready access, not only to the Word, but to be able to teach it over the medium of radio and television and so on, to be able to be here each day and study together without any fear of incrimination or uh, persecution in any way just to be able to open up God's Word on this radio program and study together. What a blessing. And we pray that you are thinking about this in a very careful way and that you are finding that you're learning the Bible and thereby becoming better equipped to deal with God's will that is communicated to you for your life in His Word. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to send you a copy of this program for free or this entire series of programs. And we'd be glad to do that in their original sermon form, absolutely for free on CD. All you have to do is contact us and ask us for them and we'll pay the postage. It's my blessing to be able to be with you today and share this material along with Dennis Stackhouse.
1: Thank you, Gary. I am certainly privileged to be part of this program today. And uh, I really really appreciate the opportunity to do this. It's a great ministry that we are involved in here with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ, putting this program, Search the Scriptures, on the air, helping people, as you say, come to a greater knowledge of God and of his will for their lives. And I I really appreciate the fact that you mentioned the CDs that we offer on the program, Gary. It's a great way for people to go back and to really carefully study some of these programs that we talk about on a day-to-day basis. Uh, you know, I, I kind of hate to admit it, but, you know, sometimes when I'm involved in listening to someone else give a speech or a lecture, or a sermon, a Bible class, whatever it might be, my mind wanders on occasion. You know, I'm not always as focused as I know I should be, But the great thing is for our listeners, these CDs have the entire program contained on them. You can do this in the privacy of your own home. You can go back and go through it slowly. You can stop. You can pause. You can write down the scriptures. You can open your Bible and look at them again. It's a great way to study God's word.
0: It really is. And you might have somebody you'd like to share this with. Right. Somebody you think boy, they need to hear this. Exactly. And again, we'd be glad to send it to you and you can mm-hmm. pass it on to them. And it's always free. Yes, Dennis, this particular series that we're in, we're actually offering in the, in the original sermon form. Yes. Uh, and, and again, they're all free. We'll send them all mm-hmm. to you at one time, mm-hmm. no charge for postage or anything. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. We'll give you the information how to contact us at the end of the program today. And we'd also love to send you that free Bible study. Oh, yes. We really would. Now, Dennis, we're in a rather intense series of lessons here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the reality of death and the reality of facing death, knowing that you're going to die. Yes. Most of us, again, are not privy to the time when we come to that point where we cross that timeline into our last day Mm -hmm. on this earth.
1: That's right, Gary, and, and we've made the point before all of us reach that point, you know, if Jesus doesn't come before it happens, all of us reach that point where we only have 24 hours to live, but for the, I'd say, the vast, vast majority of us, we just don't know we've come to that point. We don't know we're now involved in our last 24 hours on this earth.
0: But if we knew... All of a sudden, everything would change for us, wouldn't it?
1: Well, it really would. You know, we've, we've approached this from the standpoint of someone who's not a Christian at all. They've never responded to the gospel message. They make no pretense of godliness. But now they know, hey, I've only got 24 hours left. What am I going to do? You know, and we talked about some of the things a person in that situation needs to consider and some of the things they need to do in order to be obedient to God and to get themselves right with him before their life has expired. And now, in this section of the study, little different approach to it, we're talking about someone who has become a Christian, they've obeyed the gospel message, they've gotten themselves into Christ, they become a part of his church because the Lord adds the saved to the church, as we're told in Acts 2, verse 47. But for some reason, they've become unfaithful to God. They've uh, fallen away.
0: Some people would call it they've backslidden. Yes, yes. Uh, Now, again, we're not talking about an unusual circumstance.
1: Well, unfortunately, we're not.
0: We're talking about a vast percentage of people who become true Christians. Mm Mm-hmm become unfaithful Christians. That's right. Subsequently, Mm -hmm. you wonder why that happens, Mm -hmm. but it happens all the time, literally. It does. We made the point that, that some have suggested that if you could find all of the unfaithful Christians, again, some would call them out of duty. Well, that, okay, whatever term fits for you, but we're talking about people who have gone back into sin. They've turned back away from their Lord. Yes. Now, some might say, I never turned away from the Lord. Oh, yeah, you did. When you when you left his church, when you became unfaithful, when you went back into sin, you turned away from the Lord. Yes. Because in sin, you're walking with the devil, and you cannot walk with the devil and with God at the same time. That's right. They are not partners. No. And we've talked about that many times in this program in the past. Yes. And so you're there. You, you are back in a state of condemnation. Mm-hmm. Now, let's not sugarcoat it let's not try to paint a pretty face on it, you've gone back into sin. You're lost. Yes, that's right. Spiritually, Mm -hmm. eternally, Mm -hmm. unless you come back to the Lord in repentance and properly seek his forgiveness. And now, what if you knew that that was your position and you only had a day left to live? What if somehow you became privy to the information that you just stepped across that timeline of your last 24 hours on this earth. Mm. You wouldn't be messing around with trivialities anymore.
1: No, sir, not in the least.
0: In this last day alive, you would not not even go to work today. No. Do you not be cutting the grass, washing your car, going hunting, going fishing? You wouldn't be sitting around gossiping with, you know, your friends. Uh, you wouldn't be thinking up excuses for not being at the church service next time it, it comes around. In fact, you'd be wishing there was a church (laughs) service today, right now that you could get to. That's right. Because all of a sudden intense in your mind would be your need to get right with the Lord again. Mm -hmm. And you'd be wanting to talk to somebody. You'd probably be looking for the preacher's phone number. Yes. And you wouldn't worry about all those hypocrites in the church anymore. You wouldn't use them as an excuse to keep you away.
1: No, that's right.
0: You know, Dennis, in fact, you wouldn't be mad at anybody anymore.
1: Very unlikely.
0: You just want to get right with the Lord. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all of that peripheral stuff that you got all out of focus in your life, you realize that stuff, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I just need to have my life right with the Lord. yes, and you only have a day to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we've looked at some of these images that are portrayed in Scripture about the final day of judgment, about eternity, for the lost. We in our last program, we went over some texts of Scripture that describe the blessings, of salvation in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that person who has become unfaithful again has turned his back on all those blessings. That's right. He had the opportunity. In fact, he had the promise of eternal life. All of these exceedingly precious promises as Peter described them. Mm -hmm. Inheritance in heaven undefiled, Mm -hmm. that could not fade away, reserved there. Yes. It turned his back on him. That's right. Peter describes them, describes that situation in 2 Peter chapter 2 in verses 20 through 22. He compares it to a dog who has eaten something that made him sick, and he vomited it up and then went right back and started eating it again. And we look at it, oh, it's disgusting. Yes. Or a sow, a pig that was washed, all cleaned up, and then turned loose, went right back to the mud hole and got all dirty again, wallowed in it, took a bath in the mud. Mm -hmm. And you say, what a waste of time that was. (laughs) Yes. Well, how do you think the Lord feels? He went to the cross to shed his blood and as you turned to him at one point in your life, as you were baptized into him for the remission of your sins, That blood that he shed on the cross cleansed you of the guilt of your sins.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now you've become like that pig again. You've gone back to the mud hole of sin and wallowed all in it all over again.
1: And even worse, I think, Gary, for a Christian who does that, we're openly putting Christ to shame once again. We certainly are. Disrespectful in the highest degree.
0: We don't think about it that way though.
1: No, we don't.
0: We try to make excuses, but we don't think about how guilty we are Mm -hmm. in going back into sin. And so here you are, unfaithful Christian, and likely, if you're honest with yourself and you search deep down in your soul, you'll recognize it and admit it. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do now? You got less than a day to go. In Luke chapter 12, verses 47 and 48, we read about something here as far as accountability and expectation is concerned.
1: And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know, yet committed things deserving of stripes, shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask all the more. That's Luke 12, verses 47 and 48.
0: Much has been given to the person who has become a Christian.
1: Absolutely.
0: Forgiveness. We did a study at one point on All the spiritual blessings in Mm -hmm. the heavenly places that are there for those who are in Christ. Yes. Those who have become Christians Mm -hmm. from Ephesians chapter Mm 1. And you've turned your back on that when you went back into unfaithfulness.
1: Yes. You know, Gary, I've often said uh, through the years that I believe a Christian has a greater responsibility than anyone else on the face of the earth. And I think it's because of this very thing, because of what we have been given, the great commitment that has been placed in our hands.
0: We need to not take that commitment and those blessings lightly. Oh. But I'm afraid the devil is very skillful in kind of blinding us to some extent. Now, mm-hmm. he can't blind us against our will, but we allow him to do so. Mm-hmm. In fact, in John chapter 9 and verse 41, we read that very concept talked about
1: by our Lord. We do. There we're told, Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see. Therefore, your sin remains. Now
0: there's the, the situation for the, the Christian who has become unfaithful. He can't claim blindness mm-hmm. he can't claim ignorance
1: mm-hmm.
0: he has seen the way he that's has right. responded to that way yes he has come to the lord he has become a christian he was on that narrow road that jesus talked about in Acts, uh, in, in matthew chapter 7 and verse 13 but somewhere along the line he took a detour mm-hmm. and got back on that broad road that yes. leads to destruction that's right Oh, he can't claim blindness. No. In Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31, he can't claim ignorance either.
1: That's right. Truly, these times of ignorance got overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead.
0: So... Ignorance is not an excuse. Right. Can't claim ignorance. Now, God commands all men everywhere to repent. And you, as an unfaithful Christian, certainly cannot claim ignorance because you knew what -hmm. you needed to do and you did it at one point in your life. Mm -hmm. You turned to the Lord. That's right. You were forgiven of your sins, Mm -hmm. but now you're like that pig that was washed. You've gone back into the mud hole of sin Mm -hmm. and you've gotten all dirty again. Right. And you need forgiveness again. Mm -hmm. And your time is running out. Yes. No, you can't claim ignorance. And you know there's going to be that final day of judgment. And boy, the way Paul put it there in verse 31, that God has confirmed this or affirmed the reality of that final day of judgment by raising Christ from the dead. That was one of the things that Christ coming back from the grave assured all mankind of that there's going to be a final day of judgment of reckoning.
1: That's correct.
0: And as an unfaithful Christian, you know, at this point, you don't want to face that day in the spiritual state in which you find yourself right now. In James chapter 4 and verse 17, what does James say?
1: Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. How would you explain that, Dennis? Well, I think, Gary, in the context of the lesson that we're looking at when we're talking about an individual who... At one point committed themselves to God they obeyed the gospel message they were baptized for the remission of their sins they came into Christ Jesus himself added them to the church they have the knowledge of what they needed to do to accomplish that they have the knowledge of the promises that are set forth for them in the future because of that action they know the right thing to do, and that is they need to live their lives in faithfulness to Christ until they die. They need to be faithful until death to receive that crown of life, as we're told in Revelation 2, verse 10. Don't do it, it's sin. I, and I know that sounds somewhat simplistic, even listening to it just right now. If we don't do it, We're involving ourselves in sin. It's just that simple.
0: It is put very simply for us. It is. I think so that we should have no misunderstanding.
1: So we can't miss it.
0: If we don't do what we know we should be doing, Mm -hmm. we can call that the sin of omission. But it's sin. It is. And so if you know that your life is not right with God, Mm -hmm you know you're living in sin. And most everybody who is there does know that. That's right. If they'll just look down deep inside and be openly admit, you know, admitting to themselves. Right. You know you're in sin. You know you need God's forgiveness. You don't do it, your very act of omission is sin. That's right. And you have no excuse.
1: None whatsoever.
0: Now let's go to Hebrews chapter six and we'll read verses four through six. And this is really talking about a very serious... It is as bad as all the others that we've looked at portray this situation of unfaithfulness in the life of a Christian. This makes it even worse.
1: Yes. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame.
0: There is only one sacrifice for sin. Yes. And that was Christ's death on the cross. If someone goes back into sin, there's not going to be another sacrifice.
1: There will not be
0: there's only one Savior, Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, John chapter 14 and verse 6, there's no, not, not gonna be another Savior to come to this world. No. If one comes to the Savior and then goes back into sin, you must come back to your Lord in repentance. You must seek His forgiveness through prayer. And the fact that you don't do that that you're living in unfaithfulness, in sin, as a Christian. Boy, look at how the horrible description of what you're doing there. You're crucifying again the Son of God and putting him to an open shame. That's right. Don't do that, don't be guilty of that. Oh no. Come back to your Lord. When is the time the person should come, Dennis? Right now. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. That's right. You need to come back to your Lord. You need to pray for forgiveness of the sins you have gone back into after having become a Christian. Simon, the former sorcerer, was told exactly that. In Acts chapter eight and verse 22. How does that read?
1: Repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you.
0: If you had only one day to live and you knew it and you knew that you were living unfaithfully before God even though you had become a Christian at one point but you'd gone back into sin, you'd do anything, anything necessary to correct your life within those last 24 hours. If you knew you had 24 hours to live, why won't you do it now? Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Please contact us and ask us for that free Bible study so that you can study these matters in more depth and then act upon what those words in the Bible teach you to do and come back to the Lord.
1: We'd like to help you. We'd like to hear from you today.